to the Great Escape Minute. Today's episode is episode 77 of the Daily Podcast, where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again on this lovely Tuesday is Nick Rehack of French Coast, French Toast Sunday. French Coast, French Toast, that's the same thing, right? That's <laughs> all the same, they're both edible. Yeah, exactly. Coast? Coast is edible? What's Coast. Yeah, you can if it's like a like crust of toast, you put it together. I got some toast over here. Oh, okay, all right. You see, you're the expert on it. Well, <laughs> welcome back, Nick. On that note, <laughs> thank you for having me back. No problem. So, episode seventy-seven begins with Colin continuing to inspect the camera, and goes all the way till we see Danny cruising all the way into the end of the tunnel on a trolley. So, yesterday's episode, we 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 ended it off with Henley. Entering the forger's area and giving Colin a camera, which he uh, started to inspect and uh, said his favorite line, splendid, splendid, and was uh, checking out his camera without any film. So who knows? At some point, he'll, he'll get some film. <laughs> I hope. I, I'm assuming he gets film because, uh, you know, otherwise it would be a little difficult uh, for them to, to do this. Cool. So... Uh, we, we ended yesterday's episode with Colin starting to say, this should do very, and today we get the final word on that, and he says, nicely. <laughs> which which I, I guess is a, a completest way of looking at it. You know, that the, this is the camera that I wanted. And then uh, the it's hero... It's a little um, anticlimactic, too. Nicely, like, oh, not great. No, it's like, that's going to be fine. No, but he's a guy who's just splendid. So it's not as if he would say... This will. Be, this is excellent. This is superb. This is, you know, it will get out of the source and think of all the different uh, <laughs> exclamations that one could possibly say here. Uh, for I guess for Colin, nicely is a little bit uh, <laughs> forceful. I guess you can say. Maybe even because he even looks like he's trying to restrain himself. Like, uh, don't give it all away. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> you never know. You never know. And and then we hear noise from, from above, and then you basically see Henley and I think his name is Smitty, who's sitting next to him. They both look up. And you don't uh, – Blythe doesn't even look up. <laughs> you know, and you see you see the, the way that the, the ceiling is moving. There's, like, a lot of yeah. noise, and and it's as, if, it's as if it's rippling. Like Like if you throw a stone, you know, you try and skip a stone on a pond – you know, in water, mm-hmm. it like ripples. So it looks like it's, it's rippling, which which is just amazing to me because I, you'd never think that, that that this would happen. And, you know, Henley just, his, once again, we, we discussed this yesterday about uh, with Hilt, that his eyes are just popping out. But Henley's eyes now pop out. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. like, he can complete, he's completely astonished as to what's going on. And he just looks at Colin, who looks up and knows how to answer you know, because Colin didn't even look up at the ceiling. He's already used to the fact that no. he goes, oh, those are Ashley Pitts men. You know, he requests permission to dispose some of his dirt in our attic. And, and that's what they're doing. <laughs> Which is pretty, pretty funny that, that this is what they're actually doing. You know, they're, they're putting dirt in the attic. So I, I guess it's sort of, you know, an, an upside-down type of tunnel. Because usually, you know, you're, you're taking the dirt out and using the wood to shore up the dirt so that it doesn't fall, but here you're using the wood. You're using the using the uh, the dirt to fill up the wood. You know, as yeah. a blocker. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which which seems like some of it a waste. Great insulator. 
Uh, true. <laughs> well, except for the fact that, that you see the whole building move. Which is, you wouldn't, I mean, I'm really surprised that, A, they didn't cut to an outside shot to kind of show you maybe a little bit of shifting or even a guard, like, noticing it but looking away. But then maybe that might have been played too comically, so they didn't do it that way. Right. But even so, you think maybe a little dust would have fallen down onto the table just enough to hint at, like, there's a lot of dirt up there. Well, but instead, they, we just, they, like you said... They we insulated just, it really well. You know, the, when the Germans built this, uh, <laughs> this, 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 this barracks, whether it's the... You know, whether it's the library or some other thing, they they, they definitely did. They, they put each of the slabs right in that one next to the other. The slats, you know, they, they nothing mm-hmm. is getting through. Not even grains of sand. This could be actually used That's for a commercial. You know, for for the building go. company, the construction company. We we're new lumber liquidators. There you go. We we make sure that that even if you fill the ceiling, if you fill your attic with dirt, that not, not a single grain will fall out. <laughs> and I mean, the, trees in your attic. <laughs> that's right. I mean, the amount of 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 heftiness. I mean, you see the the, the lights are are swiveling because it, there's so much. Uh, I mean, I'd be scared to to either sit down underneath, and I'd also be scared to be one of the people dispo- disposing of the dirt up there. Yeah, and you can even tell like it would be really interesting too if the forgers didn't look up and they all kept their eyes down too and were as calm as cool but they even they take a look and they're like ah oh, that's a bit much up there isn't it yeah <laughs> like, oh no no but only one of them oh, actually no i see another one also looking up basically colin's the only one that doesn't look up yeah you're right yeah <laughs> colin's the only one no it's because he's blind he doesn't know where to look oh yes yeah he's 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 using his his hearing Instead of his eyesight for this type of thing, that could be. And uh, I like it. I mean, it's something that I mentioned earlier. I, I don't remember in the real story whether they disposed of dirt in the in the attics because you think that that would be one of the places that the Germans would would look. But the, they they mention in in the in the original book that one of the places where where they put a lot of the dirt was they had a, like a, an entertainment uh, hut which had a stage, mm-hmm. and they actually f- put all the bags of dirt under the stage. Hmm. Uh, they, they apparently got sense. a lot in there. I don't remember the exact uh, <laughs> figures, but that, that, that makes sense. But then again, yeah, I, I was wondering why in real life they would actually have hollowed out the bottom of the stage. Like, what, what would be the purpose of that? Unless they um, had a trap Maybe door. Storing, storing sets, decorations, trap door stuff. In you know, a if they get camp? a magician on there. <laughs> yeah, camp? why not? Uh, yeah, really spruce it up. They said they wanted to wait out the war, so if you're going to wait it out, why not put some, you know what I mean, pizzazz in there, true. get a little production value for your money. Right, that's true. So, in other words, we just didn't, we didn't meet the magician. You know. Not yet. <laughs> no, well, we never meet the magician. Maybe we will. The, ma- the magician uh, is actually the guy who escaped and nobody, uh, you know, nobody even knew that he escaped. Yeah. <laughs> the escape artist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this bunk is warm, but I don't, haven't seen anybody in it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Invisible Man. Who knows? And so basically, the I mean, it's just it's amazing how much that the the whole building is just moving yeah. from that. You know, I'd, I'd be interested in knowing if that really if if that is realistic. You know, it, I, I guess it, maybe it's got to be to an extent. 
No, but it's, it's really... It's got to be or they wouldn't have included it, right? Uh, well, I don't think everything is 100% accurate. Well, we know that they're not 100, everything is 100% accurate. Well, yeah, but, that's true. But the question is, is whether, you know, the, the ceiling... First of all, I wouldn't even think, how did they do the effects of that? Of, of making, the, uh, you, know, the, you the, know, the roof ripple like that? I don't know. That's a really good question. Unless... When it sets, it's an optical illusion, so they're really not sitting flat. They're sitting, like, slightly vaulted, so they're able to kind of pick up, and they can shift and move because – but then it, it does have a ripple thing, so it's not like you can – I don't know. Yeah. It's got it's to be something simple, though, that we're not thinking of, like, pulleys, and they can, like – it's loose on top or something. Because I'm looking in corners and in, like, the back of the frame, and it's not like you see any gaps – or any shifts like that, everything just looks like naturally, like it would naturally move like that. Yeah, exactly. And then I love how Henley like stands up and he basically is running out of the room. Yeah, <laughs> he, he gets up really quickly. He's uh, oh yeah, let me go get that film. Uh, I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at the door. <laughs> I'm not coming back in here. Hmm. Don't want, don't want to be there when the, when the ceiling collapses. Pretty much. And so at this point, that's the end of that scene, and then we we get to see uh, mm -hmm. you know Charles Bronson in the middle of of the in the middle of one of the tunnels. You can see the the trolley. You can see the, the little little shovel that they use. You see the the little lamp. You know that they that they were able to make now. In in the the book, they described that they made these lamps with uh, margarine. They, they like had wicks huh. with margarine that they the light up. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And so he, what what's fascinating is you can see that he's basically at the very edge of the tunnel, and he's hooking the string up to it. Now I, I'm curious of what is he actually hooking it up to. You know, he has to have something that's going to hold it really tightly in there. They had to have something like dug really deep in there because I think in the very, very beginning of the movie when they have they have some type – I can't remember what the distraction is, but they're distracted. Somebody goes over, gets underneath the car, pulls out some rods, brings it back to one of the huts. So I'm thinking maybe it's one of those rods like dug no, way deep no, in no, there no, and they no, got no. a little piece of string on it. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to correct you on that one, Nick. No, correct <laughs> Henley, me, correct Henley went under the, the truck and took out the two rods, which again to this day we still don't know – what purpose those rods had in the truck that you can take mm -hmm. them off and nobody will miss them later on. <laughs> that's a separate issue. But those those rods were used for the pickaxe. Ah, okay. Because they, they, they used them to bend the they bent the rods in order to make the pickaxe that was used to break through into the tunnel in the first place. So nice I try. Gotcha. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. When they when they picked up and moved the uh, the wood stove and everything. Yes. Exactly. I okay. So yeah, sorry. Nice try. <laughs> hey, no, hey. I, I apologize for correcting you. I know you've only seen this movie once. No, so, oh so, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did because if you hadn't corrected me, then it would look bad on you because you've watched this how many times now? <laughs> you fix it. I've, I've lost count. I've lost count. Part of part of the thing is is that does it count that I've watched the same minute, you know, over and over and over? Does that if I've watched every minute? let's say 20 times in preparation, does that mean I've seen this movie 20 more times or not? I don't know. Because I'm not watching them. You know, I, I, I haven't watched them consecutively. Yes. 
No, but if I'm watching episode 77 20 times and then episode mm-hmm. 78 20 times, it's not as if mm-hmm. it's it's consecutive. So, I don't know. It doesn't matter. The, the point is, is that it, it they're, they're in, The it, point is, I've you're wrong. Let's move times. on, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I was saying. That's, <laughs> no, don't do that to me, Nick. Oh, man. man. <laughs> Uh, uh, regardless, he found some way to anchor the, this 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 piece of uh, string into the into the the wall, and he basically then moves. You know, it's it's he it's pretty. It's an ingenious thing what they built here to be able to do mm-hmm. it. I'm assuming that 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 people who who are engineers or or know these type of things are going to look at this and say this is a very old method and stuff like that. I, I just I'm not familiar with it, so you know I like the way that they did it. That, here you have the string that has all of these different markings on it. You see, like little flags along the way. There's there's red flags and there's blue flags and there's black flags. And you know, as he's moving along and the whole thing's unraveling, so it it, it uh, you, know, you constantly can see the, the the little markers along the way. And he moves through the tunnel now. First of all, they, they give us a great view of the tunnel while he's doing this. First, actually, I'm gonna even go back further and say. The first thing you can notice is how strong Danny is, that he's able to actually move along just by using one hand. You know, he's pulling himself yeah. through this whole tunnel with, with one hand. And as he's going through, you can see uh, all of these different chambers in the tunnel along the way. So I, I think this is a great way of giving the viewer a visual of what it must feel like inside this tunnel as they're moving along. Yeah, and how really arduous the task is because he's not like he's you know flinging himself he's only going a couple rungs at a time as if he's going up a ladder but like you said the strength is there because he's only using one arm it it even shows it's not like he's also using his feet to kick along he's just you know like a board rolling along here and i i i think it's just really cool to see that and i'm glad they took the time yes to, to show you like look how much work they've been doing look how long this tunnel is and you can also see how like primitive some spots of it are and how much more advanced other ends of it are. Like as he gets closer, you know, there's more slats up and down the side showing the supports and it's just a better and like built out design. Right. And I mean, I love the fact that he keeps stopping along the way also in order to pull the, the rope or the string more yeah, taut slack to make sure that there yep. is no slack to, in order for them to get, you know, an accurate or as accurate as possible uh, reading of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, the, the, the shot, the, the shot keeps changing because we get we get side views, we get front views. You know, they, thankfully they didn't give us they didn't need to give us a back view. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> feet going away. Yeah, it's not a Tarantino feet. film. That's right. No, but then they'd have to be uh, barefoot feet. Ah, that's true. That is sure. true. It's funny that you mentioned that because today I just watched I think six Tarantino movies. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect timing for that one. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, this this gives a great view of the interior of this tunnel. We get to see the lights. You know, you get to see the, you know, how much lighting they they put up. I mean, we just mentioned the fact that that these candles are were were made out of margarine, but you can see at at what intervals they have all of these these lights in order mm-hmm. to 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 keep even someone like like Danny who's somewhat claustrophobic, which nobody knows about. Yeah, we're able to 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 get a feel for for what he has to go through. As he's traveling through this this tunnel, uh, both ways, and the, the music does a great job here. Also, 
because it, it adds more tension and, and mystery the way that the, the music is, is played here. Yeah, the way the piano is – and then you have that – it almost sounds like a whistle. You know what I mean? Like a train coming into station and whistles being blown by a conductor. Mm-hmm. I can't – there's yeah. something about that too, and it adds this level of danger, and it's like, oh, wait, is he in danger? Like what could he possibly – be doing right now that is dangerous so to add that extra level of tension even in a scene where they're just measuring something i think is really right. speaks to the filmmaking and it speaks to the score yeah and then right at the end of the minute the, the we get to see danny actually sort of speeding up and he he like uh is vaulted out of 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 one of the uh, entranceways which he basically it, it's one of the, the stations because you can actually see the air pump when he gets in there Mm-hmm. So it, it it actually is is I think the first the the very first station that they get to but but you see that he basically has picked up speed along the way so we were talking before about about the strength that he had in his arm to pull himself across so he he just does amazing an amazing job of that by find by picking up the you know the momentum and the the inertia along the way to finally you know spring himself along further. It's also some of that drive, too, because if it's that claustrophobia, he wants to get out of the tunnel. He can see the end. He's going to be getting it a little bit more. Right. Now, what I wonder is, is how did they do this scene? Because if they, they didn't really build a tunnel this length. So if you look at the, the, the spool, it is it does unravel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't look like it's constantly full. It's not right. as if they, they created a spool of a thousand a thousand feet and you know whatever we get, all right, we can just pretend that that we get it. They don't, you know. And and when he comes into this final area, you can see that 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 there isn't that much uh, string left on the the spool itself. Mm-hmm. I think I think they built one set. And it's the tunnel, and it's connected to the station, or the first, like, main area. When he first leaves, we're seeing one angle of that. And then he gets to that little abutment. And then the second long shot that we see, I think he's in that same tunnel. It's just a different angle. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I would love to see it, though. Like, I would love to be a fly on the wall and see, like, how they're filming the shot on the set, how they built it, you know, characters getting in and out and... Yeah, I love I love little uh, stuff like that. There, there aren't really anyone. Or, there isn't really anyone around who we can ask. <laughs> Unfortunately, be cool though. Because uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as 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 you know, because you've you've already heard the show a few few uh, few weeks ago. So I had my interview with David McCallum. So you know, he told me certain aspects of of the production, but he didn't touch upon this at all. Because I don't even think Ashley Pitt's not really that much in in the tunnel itself. Or oh, actually, I probably forgot to ask him about that. So. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll never know. <laughs> uh, so basically he comes into the final station and, and and Danny then sees both Sedgwick and our good friend Cavendish, <laughs> who's who's looking through some sort of contraption. And that's basically how this minute ends. Did you have anything else you want to say about this minute? No, I just – at first I thought it was really neat when they were moving along the camera with him, like as he's moving and drawing, the camera's going with and for a split second in my mind, I just had this like Wes Anderson-ish like scene play out in my head where he's going to be going in all these weird, bizarre, different directions. And we're going to see characters popping out of the dirt. But it was kind of – I don't know. It was just fun all around <laughs> to see like a tunnel scene like this. And the fact that they took their time with it. 
Like they could have yeah, just I mean, had they, a they, bunch they took of cuts. 45 seconds. We get yeah. we get a 45 second run of of Danny through through this tunnel. Yeah, and which as I said, I I think it's more to try and establish this is what the tunnel looks like. Absolutely, and you know, I to, to give the viewer a visualization that that we're not talking about just a few feet. We're talking about something that's quite long, and it it took a lot of effort to get to the point of where they have gotten to. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think some might find it tedious, but I for one definitely appreciate it. Uh, me too. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> All right, great. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the Rehack T H E R E H A K. Um, I've also very recently there's an episode of Movies, Films, and Flicks with Mark Hoffmeyer. We recorded an episode where we drafted our favorite songs from the Purple Rain and Tron Legacy soundtrack. So check that episode out when you get a chance. It's a whole lot of fun. What's the What's the connection between those two movies? So, them together. so there was an episode we did a couple weeks ago where if you were stuck on a desert island, what would your five movie soundtracks be? And he brought uh, up Tron Legacy. I brought up Purple Rain, and we got into a discussion about how much we love those soundtracks. And he said, well, what if you could only you know take songs from either of those two? And it just devolved into this really big, obnoxious bit, and we it made us laugh harder and harder and harder. So finally we were like, you know what? Let's just focus <laughs> – Let's just focus on these two scores for absolutely no reason. Wow. It was okay. so great. Great. Excellent. So people should go check that out. No absolutely. If they want that. a good absurdist laugh, check it out. <laughs> well, you can get that from any episode from Mark. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe. Any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to the show. You can visit our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our Twitter account is GreatEscapeMXM. And our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. So, until tomorrow, tally-ho. Tally-ho!